podcast. Uh, today I have my my boy Lucas. What's up? How's it going, brother? Good. How are you? Thanks for coming. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. So today we're gonna get to know Lucas. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for a living? Um. So my name is Lucas. I'm. Uh, I have a smart technology company. We developed a line of wearable accessories. Nice. And with the accessories, they allow you to do things like get into your front door, get into your car, you can pay debit, you can store your ID, and it's all connected to an app on your phone. Nice. So, for example, we have a ring, and with that ring, you can, if you have our smart system, you can use it to unlock the front door of your house or to get into your car in the morning mm. to pay for your coffee at the till or to pay for your dinner when you're going out. So what what gave you the idea to start with a project like this? Like um, well, I used to live in an apartment similar to this one. Okay. Um, and you had to use a key fob to get into the building and they were charging like $80 for a key fob. Okay. And so me being a student at the time i was like this is kind of crazy i don't want to pay 80 bucks for this small little key fob right and uh so i went online and i did some alternative research and found out there was some other things that had already been developed in uh specifically shenzhen china Mm -hmm. and so i ordered some things in and i just kind of started tinkering with them and playing with them and I ended up meeting a guy in my building who, he was a very smart guy, he was a machinist, he was a metal worker, he also knew how to blow glass, and he was just a very tech-forward guy. Okay. And he kind of taught me how to use the access keys, uh, which is essentially what the key fob is, is an access key. Okay. Um, so he taught me how to use them and program them and a little bit about how they work. Other than that, it was just kind of self-taught, and I started selling them for, instead of $80, for $40 to people in my building. Mm -hmm. So instead of them going to the front desk, to the concierge, and buying a key fob, probably like you had to do too, to Mm -hmm. get into the building, we would, I would copy their key fob, Uh, it would take me about 30 seconds, and I would sell them a key fob for $40 cash. Gotcha. The nice thing about these key fobs was I was paying like 25 cents for one of the key fobs. Right. And I was able to sell them for 40 bucks cash and it would take me like 30 seconds. So the return on investment was pretty high. Yeah, it was really high. So from the key fob, I I partnered with uh, my business partner, Nathan, Mm -hmm. and we ended up turning the key fob and branching out into a wristband and then into the ring and then we actually have a sticker that you can put on your phone as well nice. and for women well i guess men as well we have a fingernail that you can lay down and you can use it to pay debit or get into your house whatever it might be Dope. so Man. yeah so now we have a range of wearable access keys and um so how long has the company been running for to start like three and a half years now gotcha. coming up on four years now earlier this year you went to silicon valley as well right how was that that was definitely different <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we went to silicon valley to do a pitch conference oh, yeah. so 
we have spent the last three and a half years developing the hardware side of the product. Okay. And we've actually recently pivoted due to some new technological advances that Apple has allowed us to use. So mm. for those of you guys who don't know, Apple is actually coming out with a kind of a debit card. Okay. And you're going to be able to upload all of your different cards onto this one card okay and connect it to your phone okay and use that apple card to as like an all-purpose card for everything mm -hmm. so in order to do that they had to release what's called nfc mm -hmm. near frequency communication okay and samsung has always been a f uh, ahead of apple in the tech side of things so they've mm -hmm. had this ability for the last little while now um, but Apple just released it so that you can access this NFC capability in your phone, okay. which allows us to tether the ring to your phone as well. Gotcha. So now that we've spent all this time developing the hardware, we need funding to develop the software. Okay. So that was why we went to Silicon Valley. So we went there for a pitch contest to basically pitch our product in front of a panel of investors. Mm -hmm. uh, it went very well. We received great feedback. We didn't end up getting investment, which is okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the things that I really had to learn. I went there with the ex expectation that like, if I don't get investment money here, like mm -hmm. I kind we kind of failed for some reason, you know okay. what I mean? So we didn't get the money, which is totally okay, because we learned so much while we were there. We, uh, right. part of the pitch con competition, there was a, a workshop on the last day. Mm -hmm. So we got to speak with further investors. We got to learn how to better our pitch and how to communicate more with customers mm -hmm. and possible people who would want to work with the company. Right. So were, there, were there a lot of companies there like at the event yeah. yeah there was a lot of companies there so what happened is so they had all ranges of different types of technologies that they wanted in, oh, yeah. uh, funding for okay oh yeah there was uh there was everything from somebody was making a uh the cannabis market is booming right now someone right. was making a cannabis fortune cookie okay and they had spent all this money opening up a factory for a cannabis fortune cookie mm -hmm. and no one wanted to invest so they're now they're in $250,000 trying to get this product out and these right. poor guys got torn apart it right, was a right, huge right. wake-up call for me so what was the cannabis fortune cookie if I don't get it like, so is it it's basically a cookie a, like an edible yeah uh, it's an gotcha. edible and then you have your little funny fortune inside gotcha. so it's like a commodity edible item I see but uh it was a huge wake-up call for me, man. We spent thousands of dollars going mm -hmm. to Silicon, staying there, right. eating, manpower, entering the competition, etc. Right. for a four-minute time slot yeah. on stage. But the fact that you guys took the initiative and did that in the first place, right? That's the experience in of itself is like what totally. comes out of that, right? And so totally. whether, whether you got funding or not, it's like some people have... Because I... I come across so many people that have ideas and concepts and ambitions towards like launching something, but they never take initiative or they yeah. never take the next step. So yeah. the fact that you guys even reached that level to go to Silicon Valley, which is a big thing. Yeah. Like that's an accomplishment in of itself. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. 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 No, it was just, 
I think the biggest thing I learned there was definitely how much people's time can be worth right. and how much my time is actually worth, right. which is a big wake-up call because I consider my time to be very highly valued. Right, right, as, right. As, as should everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny because there was a wide range of companies who were in the competition. Right. From startups to start... Startup is a very wide range term. Okay. You can have a startup with 300 employees. Right. That's still a startup. 500 right. employees, that's still a startup. My startup has four employees. Okay. So there were startups there with 50, 100, 200 employees already, millions of dollars invested into them already. Mm -hmm. um, and these companies were coming on stage to pitch and these companies were way more highly developed than mine. Okay. Executives who have been in the game for way longer than I have. Mm -hmm. And they came on, there was one company in particular, I'm not gonna mention who they were or anything, but they came on and they're creating sort of like an Airbnb, but a more user-friendly Airbnb. Like how many times have you gone to an Airbnb and it says that it's gonna be 50, or there's like two bedrooms mm -hmm. and three beds and there's actually like two bedrooms and one tiny little cot on the floor. Anyways, okay. this is their business, right. verified Airbnb. They had million dollars, millions of dollars invested into them and they go on stage and their pitch was about a 25 minute long pitch that they tried to fit into a four minute long presentation. Okay. There's a buzzer on the side of the stage. Mm -hmm. And as soon as it hits four minutes, the buzzer, buzzer goes, goes off, off and you have to get off stage. These guys flew all the way in from Switzerland mm -hmm. to come to Silicon Valley to present, to present their product. Mm -hmm. They got to maybe the second slide in their presentation and they got taken off stage. Damn. And these guys' companies already worth millions of dollars. Gotcha. I had to go on stage last. Right. And I had the smallest company out of everyone there. Um, and my business partner ended up having flight issues and couldn't get there for the pitch that night. Uh-oh. So I had to go on by so myself. You solo? Yeah. And it ended up going very well. I mm -hmm. had one of the best pitches of the night. I It was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but... Just the fact that no one really cares how much you value your time at mm -hmm. because they have their own perspective on what their time is worth. And if they say you have four minutes, it doesn't matter if yeah. you spent $50,000 to get here right. or the guy from down the road who already lives in Silicon Valley literally put his pants and his shirt on and walked down <laughs> the road down. and got to present his product right it doesn't matter everyone right, right, gets right. the same four minutes so it was a huge wake-up call for me in just the fact that like there's really levels to this game that mm -hmm. we're trying to play and the level that I'm trying to reach I'm trying to be on the other side of the table where people are pitching their products to me right and I was just like, wow, this is where I need to be. And this is the level mm -hmm. I need to get to. So yeah, it was, even though we didn't get the funding, it was well worth the trip, the networking, the people we met, the exposure we got. Mm -hmm. So awesome. let me ask you this, what's your ultimate goal? Like what's your, what's your driving factor? Like what, why do you do everything that you're doing in regards to launching a business, a product? Like 
why? Uh, like, I think there's, like, a couple, like, there's multiple reasons, but I think the biggest thing is the same thing that we all want, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, financial freedom to, for, some people have it for different reasons, but I want financial freedom for my family. Okay. And for me, and... Like, I live out here on my own. Mm -hmm. My family all lives in BC, and mm -hmm. it's like a seven hour flight for me to even get there. Right. So, did you I grew up here. in BC? Yeah, I grew up How in long BC. How long ago did you come to Toronto? Five years ago now. I came out here. I actually followed my girlfriend at the time out here okay. and started going to school. Mm -hmm. And then I, she ended up going home, and I stayed. So she went back to BC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, and I come from a huge Italian family. We have dinner every Sunday, every right. day. My family has dinner every night. Right, right, right. Sundays is like big family dinners. I have little cousins. My grandparents are getting old. My grandma, rest in peace, just passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and I think at the end of the day, the reason why I push so hard is because. The quicker I reach financial freedom, in my mind, the quicker I can go back. Right. Because the opportunity isn't there where I'm from to reach the level that I want to reach. Gotcha. Do you have any siblings? or? I have a younger brother. Okay. Yeah. He plays hockey still. He's okay. 20 years old now. He plays hockey in northern BC as gotcha. a goalie. Nice. Um, and even, like, that's another motivator right there. Like, I've always... My dream when I started this was when Matthew, when my brother Matthew's done hockey, he'll be able to move to Toronto, have mm -hmm. like a better life for himself, right. work for my company, we'll, I'll be able to buy a small apartment for me and my brother to live in, like mm -hmm. two bedrooms, like that's like a dream for me, you know, that would make my mom right, right, so, right. <laughs> so happy. Um, nice. So yeah, I think that's just the biggest motivator, man, is I'm essentially out here on my own. Some of my friends have made the plunge and moved down here as well. My cousin mm. just moved down here. Nice. Um, but yeah, like I just, I just at the end of the day want to go home. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I can go home if mm -hmm. I wanted to. Right. My parents always tell me, come home. My grandparents call me every week and tell me to come home. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of the most successful people are the ones that take the biggest risks, right? Yeah. Step out of the comfort zone. Exactly. Mm. But so. yeah, so everybody has their journey in that regard. And so what was the hardest thing for you to, I guess, once you were settled in Toronto? Because like going from all that family-oriented lifestyle, it must have been a huge uh, oh, shift in terms of lifestyle, right? Yeah. I was fortunate enough when I moved down here, I moved down here with my, at the time, was, with was my girlfriend. girlfriend, right, yeah. And for me, she was in a dance program, so she was gone. It was a very high-intensity dance program, so or academy. I don't know what you want to call it. So she was there every day for multiple hours. Mm -hmm. um, and food has always been something that's just, like, centered me and my family. Like, no matter how brutal my day was, whatever, I come mm -hmm. home, and it's like my mom... My dad, my brother, my no, 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 whatever it is, we're all there having dinner, talking about our day, whatever right. it might be. And I think the most difficult thing for me, and it still is, even the last week has been kind of tough, Right. is just, I still cook, 
like I'll cook food like right. my roommates will say yeah you only cook chicken or beef and rice whatever <laughs> I I love to cook I love to yeah. have dinner with people yeah, and like yeah, yeah. the hardest thing is just sitting at a dinner table by yourself right and having all this great food that you cooked yeah. in front of you and no one to share it with and all the yeah. things that come with that like yeah. talking about your day and right, just being right, like right. this is what I did ma like dad like what'd you do today yeah. so that's and still to this day is like the toughest thing yeah I know exactly what you're talking about it's like that communal gathering and it's like a cultural thing too I feel like our cultures are similar in that sense we're, fa- we're very family oriented but totally. the thing is it's like the society that we live in it's it kind of pulls you away from that and it forces you to become independent and isolated mm-hmm. so and then you kind of have that yearning for that community right exactly. so that's why that's why it's good to surround yourself with like good friends good people mm-hmm. and like even when I have friends over I guess I, like you said I always cook for them mm-hmm. and to them they're like why are you doing this right mm-hmm. but this, like you mentioned it's like that communal is like listen I'm gonna share it's yeah. like and the, as, as the way you express affection and like love it's like I'm gonna cook for you I'm gonna exactly, feed you exactly. right? I don't expect anything from you but like no. I wanna do this as a gesture like it's not even yeah. but that's how I've been brought up that's a, a cultural thing right well, most people are, are confused like well why is this guy feeding me Yeah. but they love it right yeah. so, and so I know exactly what you mean yeah. And even growing up too, like when we were younger, we always same thing. Every dinner time, like was, dinner was served, everybody got together, family got together, we talk. Mm-hmm. But then as we started getting older, like everybody's schedule was getting more and more hectic. Mm-hmm. And Hockey then, or school yeah, yeah, everybody. Or and then we just, and then the family starts to become distant mm-hmm. because everybody's so busy and like doing their thing, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And that's why in today's day and age, a lot of people feel lonely and like. Because there's less of those communal get-togethers and gatherings, whether it's with like a group of friends or, I don't know, being a part of something, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I joined like martial arts or anything like that, a class yeah. or a group or whatever, where there's that uh, structure of like, I'm a part of something, I'm a part of a group. And it's in our human nature, I guess, mm-hmm. to have that comfort and totally. a support system, a communication, yeah. socializing. And that's the thing, even with all the technology and everything, yeah. isn't it? There's a fact where it's like everybody feels more lonely than ever because With of, more. Uh, and they have social anxiety too, yeah. right? Like, because they've lost that skill where you interact one on one with someone mm-hmm. because of texting back and forth and like there's a huge disconnect, right? Yeah, and I think that's a huge thing with the whole depression and mm-hmm. entrepreneur lifestyle. Yeah, because when you're a self-employed entrepreneur and you're at home a lot like for me for example Mm -hmm. let's just go through a day what my last month has been like okay so every day you wake up 7 7 in the morning or Mm -hmm. 6 37 in the morning you go to the gym okay the gym's over with you come home you shower now you're at your computer quick email check and then it's like okay now I'm in my room mm-hmm. by myself. It's 9 a.m. Right. And now I start my day. Mm-hmm. I'm alone, 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 doing whatever it is on my computer mm-hmm. it is. Yes. Until 4 o'clock. Yeah. Okay, let's say alone. Right. My lunch break is spent alone. Right. Then at 4 o'clock, I'm like, okay, I need to make some dinner. Right. Now I make this nice dinner that I look forward to all day. <laughs> you eat it. And then you sit and you eat it alone. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, 
you get into this daily routine of yeah. being alone and, and alone the and your life feels start to kick yes. in yes and, and then you get isolated and then it it can be tough mm-hmm. and it can also be the best thing ever if yeah. you can use it to your advantage yeah. like that's one thing that I've had to learn is like on this journey or whatever that you want to call it that we're taking you're going to spend a lot of time alone especially when you're pushing yourself to the Mm. limit that we're trying to push ourselves to like don't get me wrong i do go out and do things sometimes right but it's very slim Mm. to none you know what i mean like because you end up getting caught up in this routine of being alone and working every day and then you you're a a new entrepreneur so you might not be making a lot of money Mm -hmm. you might not be able to do a lot of things that you want to do like for example even going to restaurants going out for dinner things like these can be super tough when you're trying to get a business off the ground and like reinvest into your business you know what i mean so exactly what you mean yeah it can be and and that's where i think a lot of entrepreneurs get depressed and i can see why like i get the cycles that you can go through i Mm -hmm. think i've been through a lot of the cycles right i don't think it's a depression like you're not a depressed person it's an up and down of like just your state of mind yeah because i don't i really don't like the word depressed i i don't like it at all to be honest it's yeah. such a like it's a broad ballpark label, yeah. term yeah, yeah exactly it's... like i think we live on this springboard uh, of life like mm. you need to have your ups and your downs and exactly your downs yeah. will determine your ups exactly because like, when you're at those low points too you need to that's i guess your mind is telling you you need to shift your perspective you need to work on mental hygiene more or less right exactly but in, in today's day and age everything is so bubble wrapped mm-hmm. like, or are you depressed like poor you like okay here pops these pills yeah. maybe you'll feel good but it's like you're not you're not solving the root of the problem you're no. just covering all the symptoms right you're and not giving so, yourself a chance you're not giving yeah and like you said the moments that i've been in solitude where i feel those loneliness and those downs i appreciate those the highs so much more but like you said when you're alone and in solitude and you have those lonely feels you kind of figure out who you are on a deeper level mm-hmm. and some people never experience that kind of no. stuff like they're so distracted and caught up living their lives uh really for the expectations of others or they're just busy like they mm-hmm. have so many things going on like they never have a moment to sit down and think for themselves mm-hmm. and then that's worse if anything because mm-hmm. then your your life is pretty much lived in an autopilot subconscious state exactly it's like even now when people go to the to use the washroom they have their phones on they're taking a shit like there's and, zero yeah. time where you're left with your mind and then when there is they freak out and i am and like i don't get me wrong like mm. i am not like some fucking perfect guru <laughs> guru like man yeah. the other day i went to the i went to go to the washroom yeah. at uh, i went out for lunch yeah. i went to go to the washroom yeah. i pull up to the urinal and i got my phone out and right. i'm like whoa <laughs> I'm using one hand to go to the washroom, one hand to hold my phone. Right. Do I, like it's, but yeah. it's not even now. It's just a, it's a mental twitch. You just go in and you it's, grab it's it. It's an addiction, it, right? It's it like, is. It's programmed into our subconscious, right? But it's the, and this is the biggest thing that I've found benefits me is it's the ability to 
and it this is something that you have to train it's like a muscle that you have to train mm -hmm. it's the ability to when you're at either a super high or a super low mm -hmm. to step out of yourself right. and that conscious state of where you actually are right now and mm -hmm. step out to a higher level and look at the higher level of things like, like okay. a broader perspective right exactly and keeping an open mind because a lot of people are very narrow unclosed minded right? exactly yeah. like and i think like recently i started trading mm -hmm. and day trading right <clears throat> and that has been one of the biggest emotional roller coasters yeah but <laughs> yeah. it's also shown me how psychologically you change when you're riding these highs and when mm. you're riding these lows right because when you're on a low it can be like whoa i'm on a low right now i need to work a hundred thousand times harder to get myself out of this hole yeah. and then above the hole versus just suffering and like staying and going deeper into that hole yes yeah. but it's it's not even a sense of of like versus that it's it's the ability to step out right, when you're yeah. in that sense of wow i need to rush 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 to get right, back right, because right, 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 right. when you hit that low and then you try and do all these things to get yourself back to that high you can actually put yourself at a further low right. and things can come down crashing on you even harder right it's like when you have a stock that all of a sudden comes plummeting down and you and you're like shit and then it starts with a quick boom quick fat green bar rise and then boom it right. just sinks ship all the way down you know what i mean because mm -hmm. it's coming down and then it's doing everything it can you know what i mean to, to get, get back, back up, up there right. and then something happens and it just fucking falls even further than before and it's and that's why rather than hitting that low and saying I need to do everything I can to get back to where I was. Right. You need to accept things. Yeah. Yes, accept yeah. where you are. Mm -hmm. Take a step back. Sit on the couch. Take a step back. Look. Whoa. Okay, where, from a higher far level. No, even when you look at how far you've come from where you're at, sometimes people forget that as well, right? Totally. Like from growing up, all the accomplishments and stuff. You need to sit down and reflect on all of the trials and tribulations and the ups mm -hmm. and downs, and whatever five years prior to where you're at right now you dreamed of being where you are in the present moment but we failed to look back and exactly. reflect on all of the accomplishments and the milestones reached right and then when you do that you get hyped and inspired and motivated to continue going right and that's why i love talking to you because mm -hmm. even when i was coming over here today yeah i was walking down the road and i was like this is what i pictured yeah I fucking pictured myself going on podcasts and having something to talk about that right. people want to hear about, that yeah. people will benefit. Right, right, right. I mentally saw this in my head and, mm -hmm. and worked hard to bring it to fruition right. because there's a difference between seeing it and then not doing anything. Like yeah. I saw it and then I worked towards it yeah. and it, it came. And I was walking over here and I was thinking and I was like, why do, because there's certain people you meet in life that mm -hmm. you just connect with. You vibe with. On yeah. a different on level. On a different, a deeper level. And I was thinking, I was like, why <clears throat> do I have a, a connection with Masu? Mm -hmm. Like why, like what is our common ground? Because I right. think that's what it is, is commonality. Right, right, right. What is that common factor for 
for us to connect with our energies on this level. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking over here, because I just live down the road, I'm walking over here and I was like, it's our one, it's 100% our level of appreciation for life. 100%, yeah. We are so appreciative for every day, every minute, mm -hmm. the gifts and the opportunities that we've been given, mm -hmm. coming from immigrant families, mm -hmm. coming from not having, not having nothing, but not having everything. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Being yeah. in a space where you're like, like my dad, the earliest memory I have of my dad is him telling me, I gave you my last name, don't embarrass it. <laughs> Yeah. Like don't like, tarnish my uh, last right, name. Right. Yeah. Like that's yours now. You can yeah. do nothing but bring it further. Mm. Um, so I think just the fact that we appreciate life so much that mm. we understand that rather than sitting stagnant and just kind of going through the motions, right. it's like, no, we have this gift of life. There's a higher purpose. Yes. We have infinite potential. Yeah, we have <clears throat> so much potential. And, and, and it's and we have we're living in a society where you can use every opportunity you get to like harness it. To harness it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why I think we connect is because mm -hmm. we appreciate the life that we have and where we're at. But mm -hmm. we know that this is where we are and if we implement these things certain aspects into our life we can actually harness the fruit of this full life right. of of love of of joy right. of happiness of of sadness like mm. feel the sadness feel right. the happiness you're speaking my language brother <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, 100%, and, bro. and i think that's the difference and it's and i don't think it's huge things add it up when you add up all the small things mm -hmm. yeah it seems like a big thing but for like things that you see off camera like before this interview <clears throat> it's like i was walking here thinking mm -hmm. about doing breathing exercises and this is the thing is i was visualizing myself right. on a guy named tom billido's podcast tom billio yeah tom yeah, yeah, yeah sorry i don't know how I'm walking here visualizing and I said, I'm going to be the first guy to walk into his podcast room yeah. and put the whole, the, the whole audience right. through a meditation right. before we do the podcast. Right. And I want it to be broadcasted on the podcast mm -hmm. so that when people go on, they can come to our level of awareness, awareness yeah. and they can be like okay so then what happened i walked in here <laughs> and then masu's like yeah like check out my psoas stretcher and i'm like i've wanted to stretch my psoas like let me try that yeah <laughs> oh let's do these breathing exercises let's do these stretches and i'm like this is the level of connectivity because people are like what do you mean your energy levels are yeah. like this is the level of energy that we have that emits that connects right. where it's like these are just these re these things that reassure me that it's like yes this guy there, is on my level exactly. and and there are other people out there and yeah. it's creating this group right. of people and surrounding yourself by people like you and right. like who have the same energies to essentially like empower your own yeah 
But that's the thing. I feel like when you're on that level of awareness and frequency and vibe, you attract similar-minded people, right? Sometimes, though, I'm not going to lie, like, there's weeks on end where I don't come across people like that, and you start to kind of get the same thing. It's like a loneliness, but in terms of, like, everybody's sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. But you're not one to impose ideologies and, like, push it, like, if they're not open to it. But then when you come across someone like yourself or, like, many other people that are on the same level, it's so refreshing. Yeah. Because, like, when I'm talking to this person, he's actually listening to me. Mm -hmm. His mind is not wandering in 10 different places. I can see he's present mm-hmm. he's aware there's yeah. a deeper consciousness there's a deeper awareness and it's unfortunate when you see all these people with infinite potential but they don't take initiative they don't have the willpower they don't have the discipline and it's even more unfortunate for the people that complain but yet they don't do anything about it even when you give them the fucking answers i know that that bothers me so much but not to a point where i'm like like in an aggressive way it's it's more of like you have you're you're wasting your life i'm giving you the tools yeah here are the tools like if you if you were to give a pill to someone it's like okay you want to get jacked tomorrow will you take it it's like of course they will it's Mm -hmm. like okay what if i told you i have the secrets to get you to where you want to be would you take it it's like yeah but then you give it to them and they're like no i don't but then it's like what what does that boil down to it's like willpower and discipline it's like okay if you think about it from a rational perspective okay why don't you train your willpower and discipline so you're able to attain those things that follow through with everything else that you've set out in terms of ambitious and goals and ambitions and goals and then it's like lazy they'll come home and watch netflix they'll eat fucking trash food yeah. they're they're physiology is all out of whack they don't breathe properly don't and then everything becomes this misconstrued like toxic mm-hmm. and then same thing in life their career everything is just going to be on like a monotone like very stable comfortable but you can tell they feel lifeless like there's no vigor there's no vitality there's no passion well and drive that's, yeah that's the straight line right? right and and that's my thing is is like me and you are not fucking perfect exactly like yeah. we definitely have speaking for myself yeah. i definitely have days like last night yeah i crushed half a tub of ice cream <laughs> in a coke float so it wasn't even just ice Damn. cream it was half a tub of ice cream right. in a coke how, so did, how did you feel afterwards <laughs> for the first while i was eating it i felt amazing yeah and then i sat down and i felt like a bag of shit but that's that's the thing right is yeah. is finding like a balance of these ups and downs yeah. because and that this is what i want to get into is exactly what you were saying is like this is what i want to know your opinion on is mm. is teaching people yeah because at the end of the day like there's when i try and tell someone something or i think i'm giving them the tools to something Mm -hmm. okay and who am i i don't know shit Mm -hmm. but i think i'm giving somebody the tools to something Mm -hmm. and you can actually know the tools and the people won't listen just because they don't want to right and there's a difference when you meet someone who wants to listen and learn right for me for example everybody that i meet i'm trying to learn more from them so mm-hmm. depending on who that person is right, right, right um so when i meet somebody like you and we have a conversation and i and i get the ability and the blessing to have the conversation with you about things like this right i want to learn all of what you're saying because i have a passion for growing exactly that's the thing that's right the thing. Yeah. so sometimes you're trying to teach people 
who don't have the same passion as us and that's the tough thing and that's where I've had to separate myself from getting frustrated because I don't try and teach people who I don't know Mm -hmm. and maybe teach is the wrong word but I'm going to use it but I only try and teach the people that I know that are closest to me because I want to benefit them Right, right, right. And I am only teaching you the things that benefited me, but I'm also going to show you what I did that went wrong mm-hmm. so that you can save some skin knees. Right, right, right. But what I've learned and why it's so frustrating to us because mm-hmm. we do try and teach the people that are so close to us is when they don't share that same passion, mm-hmm. it's like, bro. Wake up. Wake up, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to, like, can we not have this conversation? Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to help you and vice versa, get help from you. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a rotating circle. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's why I think it can get frustrating because you want all the people who are around you to be on the same wave as you. Right. But unfortunately not everyone has that same desire for personal Mm-hmm. greatness and if they do because everybody says they do um it's all yeah. at different levels right like at yeah. what level are you willing to do this are you willing mm-hmm. to be a kobe bryant and have that mindset of i'm gonna work day in and day out yeah. and i'm gonna be in the gym longer and i'm gonna do yeah. more exercises yeah. or are you of like of just a Joe Blow mindset where you're like, yeah, I want to do that, but like, I'm gonna just take my time and do it slow at my pace because, like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, there's just different levels, and so unfortunately, I personally have stopped trying to teach anyone yeah. who doesn't ask for me to teach. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that is what I should have done for the start from the start because. Mm. Who am I to try and teach somebody, especially if they maybe not necessarily have asked for it? I'm trying to give them advice right, right, on something. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like I just saved myself so much heartache, not heartache, but like Ener- mental, mental energy. Yeah, yeah mental energy yeah. by just not trying to. Because, man, I feel some people, I see them doing these things and they're like, why are these things going wrong? And I'm like, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's right in front of you why yeah. these things are going wrong. If you just change this, that, and the third, right. but they don't want to listen. They mm-hmm. don't want to do the things to change. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then I find myself, because I'm so close to that person, getting emotionally attached right. and giving them my emotional energy. And I only have 100% of emotional energy to, to use a day. If I give exactly. them 30%, mm-hmm. that only leaves 70% of my energy for myself. Right. Yeah, I've realized that too. The the more I, I guess, get older, like as time goes by, you realize, like you mentioned earlier, how precious your time and energy is. And same thing, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast in the first place is because it'll reach the people and connect to the people who want to listen, right? It's like you're not, I'm not going out preaching to everyone. Like whoever wants to tap in and tune in and listen to what we have to say and if whatever, even if like a minute resonates mm-hmm. with them, that's good. That's yeah. good enough for me. And But for the most part, I don't think I've met anyone that's opposed to growing or learning, but 
you give them little tidbits here and there. It's like, okay, someone's suffering from anxiety. It's like, hey, dude, have you tried this breathing exercise? Kind of throw it out there, right? If they do it, cool. If not, mm -hmm. that's fine too. But I've definitely been in situations, like you mentioned, when I was younger too, where you're trying to impose because it's someone that's close to you. It's like, hey, like, this change your perspective. But at the at the end of the day, it's like everybody's on their personal life journeys because we don't know what's going on on an internal level because i see some people they're all smiles and on the surface level but deep down mm -hmm. inside like you me like we don't know what's going on in our head on mm -hmm. our darkest days or like when you see, when i see you at the gym when we're all happy or whatever yeah internally we're probably dealing with like a bunch something. of uh, something right but at the same time i'm aware of that in everybody i meet because it's like you realize that we're all human at the end of the day and we're all dealing with all these dragons and demons but it's like how you cope with these things and how you resolve these issues and how you tame the mind and all that kind of stuff if you can spread that and to ease people's like to become make them become more aware and present and conscious and more loving and enjoy life and be like listen like take it easy like life's not like that mm -hmm. like you don't need to be so anxious about everything i've been there mm -hmm. i've gone out of there but here i'm gonna toss you this information if it helps you cool if not then that's not my problem yeah yeah but like at the gym for example but that's like you meet these people at the gym and all the guys and the girls or whatever they have the willpower the discipline the people that you see and that's like the stepping stone right so everybody even when someone has like they're suffering from whatever it is it's they have so much energy they're not exerting it in any way shape or form mm -hmm. it's like some people are in their mid 30s even late 20s there's like I don't know what my passion is. It's like you just start something. Like, yeah, try it's like, something. Try, try something. If you're sitting at home and you're not taking action or like pursuing something or learning or growing or reading or expanding the mind, how are you gonna know? It's not gonna just pop pop into your head, right? And that's yeah. yeah. And that's what I think I take a lot of shit for. Right. Is because I do so. I have done so many different things. Right. I do so much different shit mm -hmm. because I'm trying to find what it is that I like right. the most, you know right, what I right, mean? Right. And <clears throat> there comes a balancing act with that as well because it can get too overwhelming. Exactly. I'm guilty of that sometimes you gotta, as well. You can't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. Um, but one thing that you touched on that I, I think is super important is when we do see each other at the gym or mm. at, when we see somebody else at the gym, whoever it might be, and we see each other, whenever we talk, it's always like a smile. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Right. It's always this, right? Yeah. Because we don't want to give off shitty energy exactly. to other people. Right. And that's what I think a big thing is, is like no one gives a shit about your problem. <laughs> like no one gives a shit. Everybody and the is only dealing people, with their own things. Yeah. yeah and the only people who do care about your problems eh. are those dramatic people who like problems right. who like to have who have nothing else going on in their life they live a static life mm. and they need these problems and these issues these drama issues yeah. to give them something to do to give them some sort of 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 up and down in their life you know what yeah, i mean i've experienced many people in my life in that regard and it's actually if you look at it from a physiological standpoint people get addicted to that people do like drama and just anxiety anxious depression all that because be, your body it's a chemical soup right you're mm -hmm. you're pumped up with cortisol you're pumped up with adrenaline all the time and you get hooked on that feeling so when you don't have that it's like you feel off of your normal state 
and then transitioning from that and like staying in that state where there's nothing wrong you feel like you have no your life feels like there's nothing going on because it's uneventful in exactly. the system. but then that's perceived in a wrong notion because that's not how you should perceive it it's like that's an yeah. internal issue it's an internal issue yeah that person has an internal issue but yeah. this is what i mean and and this is this is why i say no one gives a shit about your problems All right because the people who you do t like don't get me wrong your mom probably gives a shit about your problems right but if i sit here for an hour and a half mm -hmm. and we talk about all the things that are going bad in my life right all now right. because we could i'm sure we could about <laughs> yeah, you right, too right. everybody could right. you could get in that downward spiral but that's a vic would, victim mindset it's a victim that's that's mindset. where it stems from right it's they're they're putting themselves in a position where it's like i have no control over my life situation help me and that's the and thing it's is like, it's a downward spiral yeah. because if we sat here and we talked about that, mm -hmm. I would leave here feeling worse. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would have gotten all that off my chest, right. but I would leave here still in the same position. Why mm -hmm. would you spend your time complaining, bitching, and, and bringing negative energy into your life mm -hmm. and somebody else's when you could go have great energy with that person talk about all the good things look mm. at the higher perspective of your life and where mm. you're at right. and then you leave there feeling empowered you feel clear of the mind you right. feel better about yourself you know right. what i mean but right. i i think a huge part of that is just surrounding yourself with those people who mm. aren't addicted to yeah. the dramatic type stuff because I, I guess on an odd chance there are people that are looking for help. like let's say they look up to you and they they need some it's like are you looking for advice or are you looking to vent and just be a pessimist exactly. i feel like that's that's where the the line has to be drawn and there are a lot of people that just have a pessimistic mindset that you can't shift and it's not your job to shift that and then if they're venting and complaining it's like well like you said it's like i don't need this toxic energy no. and when even for me when it comes to that kind of stuff i usually yeah. <laughs> kind of evade and, and uh, distance myself from that, those type of, because it does brush off on you yeah it and, does and you want to be surrounded not by like pretend positivity and stuff but people Real. that people that realize that yeah you're going through shit i'm going through shit but i'm not gonna focus on that stuff we're gonna pursue things to better ourselves in our lives and like continue grinding mm -hmm. but like you said i'm not gonna unload all my garbage on you expecting you to listen and exactly. just for the sake of listening yeah do you read a lot of books I don't read a lot, to yeah. be honest. I read Audio like books. financial oh, news. Fin and okay, stuff so it's like more catered towards. Yeah, I don't read a yeah. lot of books. Um, I that's something that I've wanted to do more, yeah. but yeah. I just find I'm I'm actually okay. <laughs> I haven't talked about this with anyone yet. Okay. I'm actually writing a book. Okay, so there you go. So it's called the Twenty Four Hour Workday. Okay. So how many hours are there in a week again? Or is it 24 times 7? Do the math. Oh, don't put me on the spot <laughs> doing the math. 47 uh, times 7, 49, 189. Okay, so let's say it's 189. Okay. The 189 hour work week. Okay. Whatever it is. Because in my opinion, every single thing that I'm doing, whether it be sleeping, relaxing, whatever it is, yeah. I'm working. It's all me working towards 
my goal. Okay. Whether I'm watching TV to relax my brain, mm-hmm. whether I'm meditating, whether I'm going to the gym, whether I'm eating, mm-hmm. all of those things I consider work. Oh, yeah. I'm working. So rather than like these five hour work weeks and right. minimizing everything, minimizing mm-hmm. the time to do everything, why don't we look at it as a full scale mm-hmm. Every single thing I'm doing mm. is working towards a goal. Right. So that every hour, every minute of the day, mm-hmm. whether it is, because relaxation is so key. Right. That is a huge key to recovery. 100%. With That's work. Recovery for me is work. I have my shoulder issue right now, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to stay out of the gym. Mm-hmm. It is so hard for me to stay away from the gym right because that's work for me right you know what i mean so that's the spin that i'm trying to look at it but no i don't read a lot i think it's more of a the way i see it was similar to that but it's more of becoming the strongest version of yourself like elio host puts it but on a day-to-day basis it's like as long as you're better than who you were yesterday like you put your best foot forward same thing growth Mm -hmm. like you're putting in the work to become better and better the the day days will turn into weeks and a great week will turn into a great month and Mm -hmm. then there's exponential value in the exponential growth and then the accomplishments and all that kind of stuff instead Mm -hmm. of being stagnant Mm -hmm. which most people are so it's like that one day you go to the gym okay you're not gonna get jacked after one day it's you have to break it down into like after a year you probably see results but that's the society we live in instant gratification right so you need to get snap out of that and look at the present moment that's what it is uh, ultimately right well that's why i'm writing the book too right is because i just i hate the i hate the look and the i guess what people associate with the word work right like i don't know why work has to be like such this terrible thing there's negative work connotation to it yeah yeah, you know what i mean there's work and then there's fun right why does it have to be like that right if you can effectively blend those into one thing Mm -hmm. where you're happy and you're working Mm -hmm. and everything that you're doing is work Mm -hmm. to build to a higher goal Mm -hmm. why can't that be a thing i understand hard work right i get the the term hard work but i just don't think work needs to have this negative connotation behind it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that's kind of what it's developed into you know like it's like entrepreneurs need to work and grind a hundred thousand hours and like okay yeah that's cool you have to work hard Mm -hmm. but like it doesn't have to be this shitty depressing thing in your room by yourself alone on a computer Mm -hmm. with the lights dim fucking drinking energy drinks and and ramen noodles it doesn't have to be like that right there needs to be a balance there has to be a balance a work quality quality of work too that's important right because you can only attain so much quality work like if you're working for 16 hours straight you'll probably be very productive for the six to eight hours let's say at most Mm -hmm. after that you're just spinning your wheels exactly right so for someone that like people that say yeah i work 80 hours a week and like i'm on the grind it's like honestly like how many of those hours are actually productive where let's say you went to the gym you took care of yourself you rested mm-hmm. and then you get got back on the wheel and like you cranked out that high 
rep work, right? Like the yeah. fully driven and like ambitious and motivated versus that more like very slow. Because like you do get sluggish after a while. Even even on my nine to five, like the first I'm gonna say five to six hours, like yeah. I'm on. After that, you start to slow down, right? If you work a nine to five, you don't work forty hours a week. <clears throat> exactly, right? You're not working the whole forty hours. So you it, might be at an office right. for forty hours. Yeah. But you're not working for the whole 40 hours. So that's when you break it down like that and you look for ways to optimize your time. And like when you take your lunch, you're actually stepping away. Some people eat at their desk, desk and they continue to work. But same thing. It's like the amount of work they probably get done in three hours, I could probably do in a half an hour depending on what it is. But the level of mental clarity you have and the drive you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, quality of work, like you mentioned, it's like you need to have a balance and... And that's why guys like Elon Musk and yeah. Jeff Bezos like, are able to manage so many things at once, right? Exactly, because yeah. they have this balance. I mean, they have a great advantage. They have people scheduling their shit for them, right. which is cool. But at the end of the day, we all have the same ability to do that. Right. Um, but one thing that I want to get your opinion on mm-hmm. is who do you compete against? Because there's always like this, um, you shouldn't. Your competition is yourself. You want to get better than you were yesterday. Right. That's awesome. Right. But do you think there has to be a mix of both to create a competitive edge? Like, you look for me, looking at all of the best athletes, the best entrepreneurs, the best of anything, Mm -hmm. they not only have that. I want to be better than myself every day. Actually, right. now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever heard one of those guys say, I want to be better, I want to be better than I was yesterday. Right. They all say, I want to be the best. best. Yeah. I want to be the fucking best. Yeah. That's it. Right. So, me, I'm trying to still find that balance of, Am I competing against myself? Is it better for me personally to compete against myself every day mm-hmm. or better for me to compete against myself and other people or other people? And I think I've found it's been better to have a mix of both because right. I'm very motivated by competition right. and myself yesterday mm-hmm. isn't necessarily my strongest competitor. Right. The guy over there on the other side of the gym mm-hmm who like for example I was at the gym the other day doing deadlifts and <clears throat> I was finishing my deadlift sets mm-hmm. and this guy walked up and he's smaller than me and I he was like hey man can I deadlift with you and I was like yeah of course like how many plates I had three plates on the bar I was like how many plates do you want me to take off mm-hmm. he was like no no that's all good that's my warm up <laughs> I'm like dude that's like 315 pounds that's right. your warm up he's yeah. like yeah man I'm gonna probably go up to 450 today Yeah. I looked at this guy I'm like this guy is fucking crazy Right. like okay yeah and I'm gonna train with you bro yeah. so I'm like nearing the end of my deadlift session but sure shit this guy steps up I'm like this guy's gonna break his back he hasn't even warmed up yet <laughs> boom he fucking pulls it <laughs> like nobody's business man yeah. and uh and I'm like, holy shit, man, you made that look like butter. Like, you made yeah. that look so easy. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Like, an ex, I'm an ex-football player. Like, he was shorter than me, but he probably had 35 pounds. He was a buck 85. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm like, okay, now I got to compete. 
Right. Now I'm pushing myself. Right. Now the th I was doing 300 that day because the last week on my program it said to do this and this mm. I was doing less weight last week and myself yesterday was at 300 mm. but this guy is at fucking 400. He's right. way farther than me. And I'm like, nah, nah, this is not cool. So I step up to the bar. Instead of doing the 315 that I was doing, yeah. I put 365 on the bar and I smashed it. And I was like, whoa, I would have never done that if this guy wasn't here. Right, yeah. So that's my question to you. I think it comes down to different aspects of life, but I feel like it all comes down to your mindset and we do limit ourselves. But being exposed to legendary people, like whether it's legendary artists or whatever, shows you what you can aspire to attain. But obviously, if you say you want to be the best and you set the bar, you're going to reach a level much higher than that. So for me, when I say I want to be better than I was yesterday, it's more of me proving to myself that I'm doing everything to the best of my ability. But ultimately, on a broader level, I'm competing with literally everyone right like there's days where i come home and i i go to the gym i meal prep i cook or whatever i clean and then i run some errands i have another class i come home i sit on the computer it's like 10 30 at night so i sit down and then i'm like should i create something a piece of art and i'm dead tired and i have to, work, I have to wake up at seven in the morning the gym everything cold shower meditation everything's out of the way mm -hmm. it's like the average person would probably sit on their phone or like watch Netflix and, go and I, I, at that moment I go fuck it I'm, I'm doing something right mm -hmm. now but it's like more of a broader perspective of like you know what I'm gonna do the things that make me the most uncomfortable just to prove to myself that I'm capable of doing that and then when it comes to people that you look up to or that are already at a level like some like the guy that deadlifted that much you realize like that's possible I'm gonna try to surpass that but you always have that as a target base. Like you're aware of like you can keep pushing yourself. Mm -hmm. And then when you keep doing this over an extensive length of time, you reach those legendary. If you want to get obsessive about it, like how you want to be the best ever, as long as it doesn't impede on your mental clarity and makes makes you, I don't know, because those some of those like legendary people are unhappy. To, like, mm -hmm. Some of them might not, not be. They might be happy and content. But that takes a level of like hardcore suffering. Yeah. So if you're willing to accept that, I'm of the notion like I'm going to push myself to like I want to say 80 to 90%, but not to the point where I'm detriment, like it's detrimental to my mental well-being. Because it's like, do I want to be the best? At if the outcome is to a point where I attain like ultimate wealth or whatever, then okay, yeah, you can push yourself. But it's like, do you wanna have, enjoy life for what it is while actually succeeding? It's like, yeah, you wanna do that as well. So I guess it depends on where you're, I guess, what you prioritize in life and like the things that are fulfilling to you as a person, whether you wanna throw away all your family, everything, and just grind for 10 years and like become a legend, that's different. That's in the, you have to make that agreement with yourself for example but for me it's more of a not so much balance but like pushing yourself to your limit constantly pushing that limit further and further as there is this because you're like-minded in the, the same sense that we don't like the comfort zone mm -hmm. uh, we like to push that's where the growth comes mm -hmm. right and the same thing when you go to the gym you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone we're not going and lifting the same weight every week but in doing so we start plateau sometimes but then that's when you need to surround yourself with 
those type of people that are actually above you so mm -hmm. it's healthy competition it's in our nature mm -hmm. so that's i think the biggest key yeah. is healthy competition healthy competition like yeah. you yeah. have to have that healthy competition to mm -hmm. push you yeah. like my cousin just moved here from a small town of mm -hmm. like 2,000 people right now he lives in Toronto right in the center of downtown S scaled up exponentially <laughs> yeah literally times a million it's probably like culture shock oh but we've been going to the gym every day and yeah. he started training I've been training for a long time now yeah. he started training a couple of years ago okay. and he's bigger than I am like he's like six feet something mm -hmm. he's like a bigger dude he's 185 pounds and you could tell when he moved here, he was like, like I could bench more than he could. I could squat more, deadlift mm -hmm. more. Like my weights were just higher than his because even though I'm a smaller guy, I've been doing it for a long time and I have a high level of mental uh, toughness to push myself to move these weights. Right. So we would compete. When mm -hmm. we're competing, me and my cousin, when we're in the gym, mm -hmm every single time that we're in there right. but it's a healthy competition i know that when josh kicks it up he's gonna be able to deadlift more than me yeah. bench press more than me squat more than me do everything at a higher weight than me right. his weight he's bigger than i am and his aspirations are very fitness focused he's mm -hmm. a personal trainer and he wants to do that I know he's going to be bigger than me, so I love that, but I'm st we're still competing, and he's trying to get his weights higher, I'm trying to stay higher than him. Last week, he out-squatted me. Mm -hmm. Now his max squat is higher than mine. Mm -hmm. I told him, I said, Josh, this is only the first one. <laughs> I said, you are going to beat me in bench press, yeah. deadlift, everything that we do, yeah. you are going to beat me. Right. But it's, I'm going to make it so fucking hard for you mm -hmm. that it's not going to be easy. And and that mm. competition, that level of competition, like of encouraging competition, mm -hmm. is going to push us to a place way farther than we thought mm -hmm. we could have gone. So I think that healthy competition is needed. But it has to be healthy. You, ha you can't let it get... To, to a head, jealous yeah. an point, envious point an envious so same point yeah when you go to the gym like you when you see a big guy like my mindset or whatever like he's fit or whatever is like how did he reach that level to where he's at what can i implement in my life to attain the same level of achievement right mm -hmm. it's not fuck that guy he's just genetically no. blessed because you're not going to get anywhere with that and that correlates to every aspect of life right successful people like wealthy people people that make millions of dollars from trading it's like those people like they started from ground zero at some point it's like what steps did they take to reach the level that they're at right and, and there's a process learn. they learn they grow they read they but interact they wanted with. to learn but that's the thing having an open mind and being able to absorb things that benefit you towards what your ambitions and goals are is what's important and following and taking action and initiative mm -hmm. and not being lazy yeah and same thing it's a, a very step-by-step taking one step at a time but at a pace where you're not it's healthy that's the thing yeah. but that's my thing yeah. right is is people who do that are people who want to learn right. like when I go to the gym and I see some of these guys who are massive like mm -hmm. clearly 
on some very high levels of supplements and they've been training for years and they're just fucking massive. Can't fit through doors and shit. No, like, like, and I don't want to be that big, but I would love to be 200 pounds. Like, because my dad used to be a pro bodybuilder. Right. So I w- I've always wanted to be like my dad. Like, I, I would love to be that big. Mm-hmm. Instead of me saying, fuck that guy. He did steroids. This, he took a pill and the next day he was, because no, nah, it doesn't work like that. Right. Instead of that, and my cousin even looks at me sometimes and he's like, dude, you just went up to that guy and asked. I go up to these guys and I say, Hey man, your rear delts are fucking stupid big. <laughs> like, I don't know what you did to get del- yeah, like. Yeah. What's your uh, like? I'm trying to get massive like you. Like yeah. you motivate me. Like, what is your but on the biggest own, own natural tip? <laughs> yeah, like, what's your best? I don't say what's your favorite steroid that you take. I say what's your some guys favorite? are pretty open about. That. Oh yeah, they're no, like, nah, they're all nice steroids, guys. Bro. But yeah, <laughs> they just. No, but but what? Because a lot of those guys who do steroids will tell you not to do steroids. Yeah, hundred percent. Because there's a lot of after effects that happen, bro. Yeah. Um, and so, so I don't ask him about that. I ask him what's what's your exercise that targets your rear delts the best? Because right. I want rear delts like that. You know what I mean? Because those guys, they know what they're, they're doing. Investing in everything. They they're, have a have level of expertise. Down to a T, right? Yeah. But I want to learn from them. It's yeah. like those stupid videos you see on Instagram where it's like, I'm not posting this for people to be jealous. It's for motivation. Yeah. I would never post a video like that. Mm. You will never see me one day when I buy something stupid, like a, a Richard Milley or some st- stupid thing. Mm. You'll never see a video of me. This is for motivation. Mm. But I understand it. I don't look at those guys and say, fuck that guy. He's right. an asshole. Like, I look at that guy and I'm like, you know what, man? I get it. Mm. Like, you worked so fucking hard mm. for so long something happened to you where you were financially able to achieve achieve your dreams and you bought that watch i get it bro Mm -hmm. like that motivates me because me personally Mm -hmm. i see the backstory which is what everyone's problem is right Mm -hmm. now they only see the front they only see where people are at now they do not see the backstory me i and and you i see Mm-hmm. The struggle that people had to go through. Mm-hmm. That's the part that motivates me. That's the shit that fires me up. The fact that he, someone was homeless. Someone didn't get to eat for a week. Uh, Jorge Masvidal slept in his car. These big name guys like mm-hmm. that. They come from these lows and they achieve these crazy things. I don't give a fuck about the house he lives in right now. Right. I, I care about what he did, what he went through to become... <laughs> the resilient champion and person that he is today you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but that's my thing is when i look at that i can see past the facade of okay yeah this guy has a four hundred thousand dollar watch but that's not what is that's not what i see from this video right i see years of grinding of your mom and dad telling you lucas move home of your grandparents saying lucas move home of like nights up all night eating shitty food or like not being able to do certain things that you want to do because you're sacrificing in other areas so uh, yeah i don't know i think it's just i think that's a huge problem and i wish more people 
who were already successful showed the shitty end of things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize that you need to suffer a little bit in order to... Uh, for some people, like, they're blessed and they don't have to go through that. Mm -hmm. But everybody that I've met that has a very, like you said, like resilient attitude towards life, they've gone through shit. Mm -hmm. And they've come out the other side. There's a polarity, there's a duality. They know what's that dark side. And once they've been in that, they've grown and become the strongest version of themselves through those ups and downs. But... But yeah, that's why when I come across people like yourself, it's like the vibe is there. It's like he's going through the same stuff I'm going through. Yeah. It's relatable, right? And everything yeah. that I say and everything that he tells me resonates on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, that's one of the reasons I started this podcast too, and like just to express these type of things because it correlates to all aspects of life. And more often than not like everybody that we come across they will resonate with this on a deeper level open up spark some passion mm -hmm. or whatever it is they'll be like oh I didn't think of that that way or but yeah no it's just changing perspectives right? yeah. like, and that's why again that's why I like spending time with you because it changes my perspective on things so, like when we have conversations <laughs> like this and like I myself personally can get so caught up in your head in my head yeah and i try every day because like i said i'm motiv what motivates me going home to my family right i try so hard every day to get as much done as i can as right. fast as i can right so that i can make that day come faster right and then these things start to spiral and you get anxious and you get into these tight in the negative chest, thought patterns negative thought patterns and you get like this anxious feeling you know what right. i mean um and for me when i get caught up like that and when i get in that zone because no one's perfect no one who does these podcasts or whatever and talks about mental health and mental clarity mm. no one has a 10 out of 10 every day yeah but that's why they do these type are. of things because they everybody even people that i know that are successful they yeah. have everything they're still suffering on a mental level but it's more of how do you cope with these things yeah and expressing these type of things on these platforms shows that nobody's perfect exactly. even when you attain everything and everything you're still gonna have these mental ups and downs but it's like how do you cope with these things and everybody deals with it differently like you said for me for example if i'm not creative if i'm not following my dream and my goal and my ambition i start to get anxious and the low vibes like mm -hmm. low frequency depression starts to kick in but that's like a signal for me mm -hmm. it's like listen you're not on your path like what are you doing to push yourself to and then some people are stuck in that state of mind but then they related to external factors like they're like oh my work is not or whatever like they blame it on other things well internally they're not dealing with the the core fundamental things of what their true purpose is in life mm -hmm. even from a health perspective they're not eating they're not sleeping they're not but that's like the initial factors that affect uh your true life purpose but then the mental side of things it's like mental hygiene you need to take care of your mind when it comes to that kind of stuff so 
meditation like that's i'm going to suggest that like Strutting, stretching 100 percent, especially when you're working out at the gym and lifting heavy stuff you become so tight and tense and then mm-hmm. all of that your body's literally in an armored state where you can't even breathe properly and you're going to be anxious all throughout mm-hmm. and when you're anxious you're not going to be able to make grounded decisions everything's going to be reactive right yeah. and when you're in that state of mind where everything is reactive um everything that you do every decision that you make is going to be from a position of resistance mm-hmm. you're not free flowing through everything no. and i'm saying this because i experience it myself there's days where everything is like i like fuck i need to do this fuck i need to do that but then i catch myself i'm like hey i need to stretch i need to do some meditation i need to do some breathing exercise i need to take a cold shower right or i need to go to the gym and like release all of this mm-hmm. me- uh, physical energy and then when you come back your mind is clear and anything that you need to do you're literally just doing it without second guessing sec there's no uh what if situation there's no fear associated with it there's no overactive mind because you're in that grounded state of mind and that's exactly what i was talking about at the start by being able to step outside of yourself right and realize the situation that your body is in in like the way i look at it, it might sound crazy right but like i literally try and separate myself from my body yeah, yeah. like and look at everything from that like a third higher perspective level. yeah you know what i mean like yeah. right now when i look at this from a higher level mm-hmm. i know that i feel good right now because well what did we do we did some breathing exercises we did some stretching we did this okay mm-hmm. so from a higher level i know i'm feeling good right now i need to do other things to better myself it's similar to like on the same yeah exactly because it benefits you as a whole right but some people and and me as well sometimes um fail to step outside themselves and see that higher view and it's not that you fail to do it it's just a matter of how fast can you tell right and that's why i say it's like a muscle stepping outside of yourself because you need to work that muscle as soon as the signals pop up you, you need, need to, to resolve them it. yeah and realize yep. them yeah, yeah and you need to know and man it's uh it makes a lot of changes it makes a lot of changes yeah but but yeah no to be honest i appreciate those lows like yeah. as shitty as they are sometimes especially with the weather change and like the short days like mm-hmm. we don't see any sun we go to work it's like nighttime in the morning nighttime at when you leave work in the evening and um you feel it mm-hmm. but then it's like same thing you, you do those practices even more in terms of regrounding yourself and like uplifting yourself and then when you come out of that you feel that much better mm-hmm. um but yeah conveying that kind of stuff sharing it like like i teach mindfulness and meditation as well like even on monday i have a class at my workplace mm-hmm. like i'm gonna start guiding people and i sent an email breaking everything down and then already there's so many people interested because everybody suffers from anxiety and they want some way to like get out of that and once they experience that shift of headspace it's like you you kind of show them it's like look this is possible like don't you feel good why wouldn't you implement this in your daily life like if it benefits you and then but it's like a it's a weird thing if you think about it because sometimes your mind gets so caught up it's like you're trying to tell yourself what to do but you as yourself are so like heady Mm -hmm. but that's when you need to like just put your foot down and be like fuck it i'm gonna do it anyways and i know i mentioned this a lot but cold showers like they literally reset your mind when it comes to that because when you're in the water and you're like 
freezing your ass off and you're like, I want to get out. And you're like, no. And you have to focus you your breathing. You focus your breathing, everything. And then when you come out of that shower, like, the clarity of mind, mm-hmm. like, it's like, that's like the shortcut, I feel like. It's so much tougher to do now that yeah. it's getting cold Yeah, out. so I do it every day. And that's why I guess the Wim Hof stuff is becoming so um, prominent in today's society. And everybody's starting to do it because they're realizing how much clarity there is and how much benefit. Like, you become more present and you become i guess player one is the analogy i use like you want to be player one in your life you don't want to be player two you don't want to be living for the expectations of others mm-hmm. you want to be doing things for yourself in a way where you can benefit others but ultimately you're living yourself through your shoes like a lot of people they suffer they go through life because they want to impress other people or they're doing it for society and like okay i need to have that fast car it's like but on a deeper level it's like are you what do you, when you attain those things, are you going to feel fulfilled or not? And then the easiest way to break that down and to see whether or not that's fulfilling is you see the people that already have those things, right? So for you, like giving to your family, all that kind of stuff, that's going to feel fulfilling. That's mm-hmm. that's a genuine purpose and drive. And that's one of my drives as well. Mm-hmm. Like to spread my, to become wealthy enough where I don't have to worry about my financial situation and support all my friends and family mm-hmm. in a way where we're all, not stressed about financial and we're, we have freedom mm-hmm. essentially that's what it is mm-hmm. not i have two rolexes and like uh bentley exactly. like exactly that's that's extra stuff there's like cherries on top it's like sure you can have that mm-hmm. to gift yourself but that's besides the point see those are <laughs> things like things like that are for me like especially like the nice cars yeah. and the watches and whatever it is mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. One day I am going to own one of the nicest fucking Ferraris. Yeah. But it's not the Ferrari. It's the, it's the fact getting that, to that point where you But not even that, bro. It's that when I get that car, yeah. I'll be able to pick my dad up right. or my mom up. Right. We'll be able to, or I'll call them because I'm mm-hmm. going to buy it straight in Italy. I'll mm-hmm. call them, fly my mom to Italy, right. and we'll be able to drive along the Italian countryside right. in a fucking Ferrari. Right. Stop wherever, just eat wherever, yeah. sleep wherever we come to the fucking end of the road. You know what I mean? Like Versus someone that, that does it just for it. status. That's right? the thing. That's like the I don't necessarily give a shit about the Instagram photo. Right. It, like, I don't care about that. Like, for example, mm. I just pre-ordered the new Tesla truck. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. no way. So I just pre-ordered it. Um, yeah. I got, like, the middle version it was like 49.99 yeah it was actually pretty inexpensive it's, I, was, they're, I was they're affordable i was like what the hell so i didn't pay the money right up front so right. what i did was i bought it i i paid for the pre-registration right and that saves me from the costs going up of the mm. packages or anything and i'm calling it right now i think everybody who paid for the pre-registration mm. is going to get a free Tesla quad. So mm. I'm calling that right now because uh, uh, they unveiled a quad too right, right, right. and it charges in the back of the thing. Right. So I pre-ordered it for two reasons, okay? Mm. One, because for me, it's a positive affirmation. You know what mm. I mean? It's like, I like that's literally the background on my laptop now. Mm. It comes out in 2021, mm. late 2021, and that's when you have to start making the payments for the vehicle. Right. That's two years from now. Mm-hmm. In two years, so like, I'm gonna start saving and mm. working up towards that 
right now and in two years from now when i buy that truck Mm -hmm. not only will i be able to buy something as my goal of looking forward to it i'll be able to use it as a mental motivation motivator Mm -hmm. and the ability that i'll be able to get uh, the happiness that i'll get from that truck is outstanding it's Mm. bulletproof i'll be able to go i'll be able to take it in off-roading like i come from a an area where there's like like we live like right next to the woods and shit like that i'll be able to go off-roading i'll be able to like i thought you were gonna say you're gonna ride to the hood no 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 no, man i want to use this thing like a camper and go Ah, hunting and fishing and like take it out but like that's just like that's my thing like I'm yeah. I just ordered the the yeah. Tesla truck. Okay, but whatever. Like, I but even with that, like Elon Musk, he's doing things for the advance advancement of society. It's not versus like a two million dollar Bugatti. That's, Fair enough. Fair you're enough. gonna be on the the street. You're gonna be able. You're gonna be stuck in traffic. Like it's not. Yeah. See, I'm just not at that right, level. Right. For me, right now, mm-hmm. that like that's why I always say there's levels to this. Right. For me. On my scales, that is a Bugatti. Yeah, I'm gonna spend sixty because I got the the thing that like so it's like self driving, so you can summon it and shit. I'm gonna send spend sixty thousand dollars on a car. Right, like that's atrocious. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking crazy, mm-hmm. but it's an investment for me because they have Tesla's a great investment. They have software updates you get free. The gap the electricity obviously is like less every month, etc. But that, to me, at this level, is like a Bugatti. Then I'm gonna hit that level, and then it's one day I am gonna push it to a, for you to push to a next level. To the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, the reason why I got it is not so that I can go on a podcast and say I have this, oh, yeah. or so I can take a photo and say I have this. Right. It's like, I got this because there's multiple re Like, you know, I had to work for something. It was a goal. It was a motivator. It was a milestone for me. Mm-hmm. It, when I look at this vehicle, I see years of this, this, and that, living away from this. Like, right. you know what I mean? So yeah. it's a little bit different. Um, and I also think there's a reason why we do this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, why we work so hard like we need to reward ourselves like when you're an entrepreneur and you have no boss there's no one sitting there saying good job good job today masu for working 20 hours (laughs) thank you good job lucas for working 15 (laughs) hours today there's no one doing that right so in my mind you need to reward yourself sometimes you have to reward yourself you know what i mean but that's my opinion on that but yeah I think ultimately it's just freedom. Yeah. It's like having financial freedom, having the freedom to buy whatever toys you want. Like, if you can afford it, then why not? But yeah. But but, yeah, yeah. If you can afford it, then then why not? But it's just how you showcase it. <clears throat> you know, like you don't like if you have ten Ferraris, you don't need to be taking photos every day of your ten Ferraris. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. People with real wealth. Yeah, if you don't, if you're a billionaire, you don't usually it's hear. Nothing yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. It's like, oh, the, yeah, whatever. There's ten Ferraris in my garage. I don't it's care. Cheat codes activated in life. Exactly <laughs> right. Like there's there's all these levels to life. All right. So if there's one thing you can, I guess, tell the audience, biggest 
I guess, uh, motivator or life tip in terms of focusing on your ambition and your goal and your drive in terms of what you want to attain in life? What would that be? I would just say, if you know what you want to do, mm -hmm. do it. And don't listen to anyone else because everyone has their own opinion. Everyone mm -hmm. has, like, an outside opinion that they'll try and cast on you based <coughs> on their own life experiences. Exactly. And fuck those people. Like, yeah. I, I love and appreciate everyone's opinion, and I thank you for <laughs> everything. But at the I'm end of the day... I'm loving everything you're saying right now. Yeah. Because yeah, it gonna resonates do, with me so much. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do whatever I want and yeah. the people I've, I've like I was talking about Kobe earlier the mm. people I follow are the highest of the high and the best of the best and yeah. they sat there and they didn't say I'm gonna compete with myself yesterday mm. they want they said they I'm the gonna best, be the yeah. best you know what I mean and mm. they didn't give a shit mm. what Bill Sally or Joe said about them yeah. you just put your head down and work and that's yeah. my thing is at the end of the day the work that you put in will show for itself it speaks for itself exactly the fruits of your labor labor exactly yeah and that's it man just keep yeah. your head down and work and yeah. sometimes you got to put your middle finger up <laughs> fuck everybody just and do what you gotta it. do yep and yeah. you know what yeah. last thing before we kick this off my yeah. one piece of advice to yeah. every young entrepreneur out there because yeah. There seems to be this thing going on right now where nobody wants to wear a suit. Mm -hmm. And it's like cool to not be able to wear a suit. If you're a young entrepreneur and you don't wear... You're not fucking Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> you can't walk around every day in a shirt right. and jeans and sketchers. If you want to be taken seriously as a young entrepreneur who's actually on their grind doing their thing, you need to look the part. So this whole thing about no suits and this, that, and the third, that's cool. But if you want to be taken seriously, because trust me, I've been shooed out of a lot of boardrooms mm -hmm. due to my age and lack of experience or whatever it right. is. But as soon as you put a suit on and a tie... First impressions. First impressions yeah. are everything. As much as you want to say that they aren't, they actually they are. They are. And yeah. people will judge you. Yeah. And I don't care what society says. Yeah. People will judge you. And... No, but even if you think everything. about it, like if I if you come into a meeting with a hoodie and a fitted cap on, like what's the impression gonna be? You're yeah, automatically gonna be associated with I don't know, is this guy gonna break dance or hip hop or rap or Well even with but, this video today, yeah. I was sitting there getting dressed and I was like, There's either two ways I could yeah. go. I could go in a suit and yeah. a tie. Yeah. To this show this the, is more casual vibes, but yeah, I get and where that's you're coming what I from, th right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no matter what the vibe is, you can always Pre be, be presentable. Pre yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when I went to Silicon Valley, yeah. I was the youngest guy in the room, yeah. with the smallest company in the room. Right. I had a suit, a tie. All these other people are presenting in hoodies with hoodies, their company logo yeah, and shit right, on it. Right, right. I had a suit and a tie. When I walked on stage, mm. there wasn't a single person on their phone. You mean business. That They took me so seriously mm -hmm. because their first impression was, holy shit, I don't know what this guy does, but he's serious about it. And yeah. that's, at the end of the day, that's the best yeah, advice that fresh. I can give. Man, thank you so much for coming on board. I Thanks appreciate your time. Me. Thank you for having appreciate me.
as a person. Yes. But much love, much respect. Yes. And we should uh, do this again in like yeah. nine months or twelve months. for you